Welcome back to Bits Over Broadway. It is so nice to see you. <laughs> Connor and I are in the same place safely. Safely. We are six feet apart. And we didn't we, even hug when we, he walked in. I, there was no hugging. <laughs> Just long, longing looks. Longing stares. <laughs> yearning Mm -hmm. lots of yearning lots of yearning leaning up against walls and just and just pawing, like pawing at Mm -hmm. each other and we did make sure that we were on the same space in the wall you know like a movie Mm -hmm. or like a music video if you will of course yeah we somewhere out there to each other oh absolutely yeah and obviously in that metaphor you're five i'm five sister i assume so (laughs) sometimes people are like you're the five i'm like i mean i do have a lot of five like qualities absolutely at the end of the day, I recognize you're the five in this relationship. I am the five. I like to wear that little hat that he has, little little peasant hat. <laughs> Dude. Uh we're we're back. We're out of quarantine. We are. Sort of. And I'm back in New York. <laughs> Connor's we rested him from the bowels of Illinois. Thank you. And got him right back to New York. Thank the bowels you. of New York City. The bowels of New York City. Which yeah. is apparently dead and rotting. Yeah. So we left the window open to any ambient uh New York sounds. Remember, that's all just, That's all fake. That's a lie. That's it's n- a white noise machine we're playing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that would not be a white noise machine that I would want playing in my life. <laughs> the New York City yeah. city sounds. Yeah. For no. us, that's just sirens and someone screaming drunk outside of our window. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Surprisingly, Brooklyn has been very quiet lately. You're in like a residential part, though. That's correct. Um, I'm sorry. We're recording a podcast here. Can you please, ma'am? Not, can you please not talk outside the window? <laughs> Thank you. Move along. We should make a sign. <laughs> move along. Recording. Move along. Um... <laughs> You should have a yeah. light sitting, like a little red light sitting above <laughs> your window outside your apartment. True. I feel we may get some calls for uh, prostitution, but I love... <laughs> sex work is real work. Thank you. Thank you. We support sex workers in this house. That is true. That is accurate. Um, So we are getting back to Bits Over Broadway. We're moving out of our Deep cut series, yes. um, which was a core specialty, and moving into uh, just whatever the guest wants, because guess what? We have guests now. Guests are back, baby. Guests are back, you don't baby. have to listen to just Meryl and I be idiots. <laughs> so if you stopped listening, or if you know someone who stopped listening because they're like, fuck this, I want guests, please tell them to start listening again. Thank you. It's not just us. Uh, and on that note, let's introduce the guest. Yeah. It is, of course, our dear friend. Dear friend. We only we have, only dear, have friends dear friends on, on the podcast. Uh, he works at the public. Worked in many theaters, went to NYU, so obviously more qualified than Much we are to discuss any sort we of theater. We love talking to people who actually got real theater and degrees. A real degree they could use. Yeah. Uh, Max Longstreet is here. Hi, Max. Hey. Hello, it's me, Max Longstreet. <laughs> Hello, Max Longstreet. Uh, how are you? I am so well. Very happy to be in uh, the presence of the greats. Um, <laughs> The greats, uh, even first he's, time, long time. He's um, my he's my favorite guest we had ever yeah, already. Number and one. I gotta say, this is uh, my premiere of podcasting ever. So um, we're happy to be your. If first. anyone's yeah, coughing or hacking or, or burping into the mic, it's it's me. Um, shoot all hate mail at <laughs> tweet oh, at. We'll give you. At. We'll Thank give you. the handles at the end, Max. Yeah. Come on, come on. I like the white noise idea of like. I want something to make my fight or flight response <laughs> go off the charts. I so, want to sleep tensely. Just. Yeah. So New York Street white noise. Yeah. Yeah. How about your uh, your side of Brooklyn, Max? Has it been relatively quiet? I live in a fairly residential area. Um, 
All right. That's fair. Yeah. So it, it has been quiet. I, I had been a, uh, a big go out and protest person, mm-hmm. but, yeah. uh, then I had to travel home to Florida for a while to deal with some illness in the family. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I quarantined <laughs> for mandatory two weeks. Good job, Max. And then Same. I, uh, you know, lost the will to live like so many of us have. <laughs> Always. So trying to... Haven't you know, seen that in a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> Excited to bring that energy to the pod. <laughs> I've misplaced that. <laughs> I forgot that I wanted to have a life and dreams. Right. Yeah, somewhere that Darwinian existence. That <laughs> That's which got somewhere. flipped off. Uh, all right, fair enough. Did you have to deal with fireworks this summer? Oh, my God. Oh, I know Connor Jesus. did. <laughs> I didn't ask before. Uh, you guys curse on this podcast, right? We oh, do. Absolutely. Oh, fuck, fuck fireworks. <laughs> fuck everything about the I fireworks. I actually had well, a well, couple next, go off We last. can curse. You cannot. Allowed. Only we can curse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Sorry. What were you truck saying? Truck fireworks <laughs> and truck all of it. Oh, my God. We actually had more going off last night. And I was like, I was banging against the walls. I was like, I thought we were done. <laughs> Enough. I thought this was over. Enough. Fourth of July is beyond us. It was definitely, it became like a syndrome where it's like, if I get drunk enough and expect them, I can in, I can force myself to enjoy the fireworks. I think that's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very. Uh, it definitely was, uh, but it it doesn't help at four a.m. Oh no, no. Oh it doesn't God. make it. And feel I'm not going to lie, I wasn't falling asleep at four a.m. <laughs> what am I, a psychopath? I'm not going to go to bed. Uh, at 4 no one goes to bed at four a.m. Thank you. But the fireworks were. Oh my God. A lot. Just so much. Well. Our thoughts were with you, <laughs> and I you. guess sometimes still are, Connor, in your case. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I know. I was shocked when I heard them last night. Yeah. I'm over it's it. upsetting. It's, I'm over it's it. fully fall. It's, there's, it's, no, there's no time to be setting off And this is why fireworks. it's a government-backed psyop. <laughs> <laughs> the government is trying the government to kill you. The government is trying to kill us. Well. <laughs> there's no way to know for sure that they aren't. Um, okay, let's get into this week's show. Yeah. This week, uh, as requested we by Max, we are doing How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Yeah. Which in my brain is um, the Harry Potter musical. Because right. one time Daniel Radcliffe was in it. Was this before or after he did the show about fucking a horse? Uh, after. Okay, so he's trying to be like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They never actually fucked. Um, <laughs> there was just sexual overtones while he groomed the horse naked. The sexual tension between Daniel Radcliffe and that horse. Now, was this the same horse who played War Horse? Yes. Okay. Interesting. It's yeah. the same puppet. A storied career. <laughs> My my favorite uh, thing is uh, I had always thought of it as the horse fucking play, yeah, but same. then I, I I went ahead and read the actual script. <laughs> but, then, but then I just decided you... to, to do investigating. <laughs> I decided to investigate if yeah. there's actually any horse fucking. Yeah, you know, dive right in. Uh-huh. Uh, why is Harry Potter fucking his horse? A question and I've a had question on my for mind for many ages. years. No, no, there are questionable stage directions <laughs> which I will get to, but one is not. Daniel Radcliffe fucks this horse, which I was surprised by. Uh, But there is at the beginning when they set the scene, they have all the actors who are not currently on stage Uh sit in a chair off to the side wearing 
velour onesies. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, boots and <laughs> hooves and uh, horse masks. <laughs> and every time someone, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing and I'm probably forgetting. This is not the musical I looked at before <laughs> I came. Uh, but they look towards the exit every time a character enters or exits, and it's like to, as a group. Yeah, as a as Wearing, the horse group. Oh, that's with the oh. horse mask, and it's to honor the spirit of no. the Equus that exists during the play. So the what? stage directions do get more creepier <laughs> than Harry Potter fucks a horse. I hate this. Strangely <laughs> enough. Okay, we have to. We're not talking so how to sorry. succeed. We need to discuss so this sorry. more often. I have to dive in because I am famously a champion for new work. But now I of think course. maybe we should never do new work. I'm thinking now people that people are writing bad things. Okay, listen, you guys. This is becoming the thesis of the pod. All theater should just stop. Yeah, we gotta we, stop doing this. Theater is bad, and we need to. It should not be around we, anymore. We gotta. We gotta put a stop. We gotta put our foot down on this. No I refuse more to have, new works. I refuse to recognize the spirit of a horse in anything that i do you can't trust them horses are fucking devils too big is what i say too big they have you could squash me you could squash no, me you. number one number two their eyes are dead like yeah. a shark's yeah for sure you can't trust that max oh damn max I loves horses shark so no. oh i thought that's what you were oh right no no, no last time i had headshots my my biggest uh response when i was like what does everyone think everyone was like you have dead soulless shark eyes <laughs> And it's not endearing at all. And not in a cute, hot, fun way. And so every time I hear dead shark eyes, I think it's an inside joke, even with Connor, who I, I haven't had a like lot of interaction with. He gets it. He knows that one time I took photos and I had dead, dead Oh my shark gosh. Eyes. I really want yeah. to tell the red shirt story, but that is not the time or the place. <laughs> We're talking about how to succeed in business without really trying. And I would love to know the secrets of how to succeed in business without really trying. All of us would, baby. Uh, Connor, you want to hit us with some facts and figs? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> We're back, baby. Facts and figures. <laughs> I almost literally almost said it just like that when I like what's wrong with my brain that I can only say things in four different ways I don't I have know four inflections. But it was so perfect and also Mitch loved the samba thank you how to succeed in business without really trying is a musical with music and lyrics by Frank Lesser with book by Abe Burroughs Jake Weinstock and Willie Gilbert it is based off of a satirical novel that was published by Simon and Schuster in 1952 where, um, and the book was written by Shepard Mead and it's uh, of the same name the original Broadway production was from October 60, 1961 to March 1965 and ran for a total of 1,417 performances it opened on the West End in March of 1963 for a total of 520 performances. The first Broadway revival was in March 1995 to July 1996, starring Matthew Broderick and Megan Mullally, and it ran for 548 performances. After that, there was a tour, and then it uh, came to Broadway for a second revival starring 
Daniel Radcliffe and eventually Nick Jonas and um, Darren Chris. I'm mad that Nick Jonas has done Broadway and I'm mad that I'm finding out about it right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry in, to, to be the one that had to on tell this you podcast. this. <laughs> um, and that ran from March of 2011 to May 2012 for a total of 473 performances. Impressive. And that the, had John Larroquette in it, right? Me. I think it did. <clears throat> you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the six, the original production was nominated for eight Tonys and it won seven, including Best Musical. It also won the uh, 1961 Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. Uh, the 95 Tony was had four it had four noms, one win for leading actor, and the 2011 Tonys had eight nominations and only one win for featured actor. And the story synopsis <laughs> concerns young, ambitious J. Pierpont Finch, who, with the help of the book How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, rises from window washer to chairman of the board of the Worldwide Wicket Company. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Excellently done, Connor. Thank you. I. I'm so good at my job. <laughs> you really, you really are. No dust to shake off. No. <laughs> Not at all. Zero. Nailed it. That, that was uh, just viewers at home. That was a one take uh, read. One take. Yeah. <laughs> I stumbled a little bit, but I, you know, you know what? We're back in the saddle, it- baby. And now that we've said back in the saddle, let's revisit <laughs> Equus. We need to go back to Equus. Just acknowledging the spirit of Equus in the room right uh, now. I'm looking towards the door. <laughs> Just waiting for Equus to come in, I guess. I Is the horse's name Equus? <laughs> That's my question. I think so, right? I or also, is the man's name Equus? I also have to acknowledge that I'm so bad at theater of the minds that when I say <laughs> I look towards the door. You might have heard the voice trail off because I'm I'm doing it in real in real life. No theater of the mind here. It's all happening. <laughs> it's happening in real time, baby. Truly incredible. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is off topic, but I do have to tell you the story. Us I met going a off topic <laughs> could never be. I met a person last week who went to Webster University. Wow. Which, if you don't know, is located in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. Or just out. Yeah. Anyway, it's in St. Louis, Missouri and has a very good musical theater program. Right. And um, somehow it came up. I was like, oh, that's crazy. You went to Webster. I went to University of Missouri, Columbia, whatever. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just a theater major. And she's like, they had theater at the University of Missouri, and I was like, "No." Mm-hmm. She's like, "But Webster." And I was like, "No, I, I know. Yeah, we're well aware. Oh, I know about Webster's theater program, and yes, I did go to Mizzou. It's fine. So anyway, fine. Uh, Mizzou forever. Um, and by that I mean like two, three more years, probably. <laughs> probably her, never. Give her a take. Um, it's okay. They're having. Uh, <laughs> if they can fucking survive coronavirus, then they'll probably be around forever. <laughs> But as of right now, it's not looking great. It's tough. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Uh, we open with a young window cleaner, Finch. Yes. And he's... F-I-N-C-H. Finch. <laughs> like the bird. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Um, he's reading a book classic, How to Succeed in Business yeah. Without Really Trying, um, which then is the boss of him for the rest of the show. Yeah, and they actually have like a character that is the voice of the book. And in the 95 On stage or just as like God-miked? I think it's like Godmiked uh-huh. um cuz in the 95 production it was Walter Cronkite. Oh. My gosh. I know, stacked cap, can you say? <laughs> I wonder how much they had to pay Walter Cronkite. Who knows? Well, it wasn't SAG, so it would have been equity. And I don't know if he's equity, so <laughs> So maybe they paid him nothing. <laughs> Because that's how union rules work. (laughs) Um, 
All right. Uh, what does the Worldwide Wicket Company do? No clue. They sell wickets. Oh. What is a wicket? Don't be daft, Meryl. <laughs> now, is the is a wicket in any way related to a wocket? And a wocket is in your pocket. Uh, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> right, right, right. Why? <laughs> Set up, tee off, <laughs> perfect. Thought, Thank you. I thought a wicket was something you used. I thought it was like a bat. What do they call the bats in cricket? Isn't that a wicket? A cricket bat? <laughs> they call it a cricket bat. I think in um, croquet. What the fuck am I thinking of? I have literally no idea. What's the one? Don't with, ask me about sports. The, there's a net and you hit a little badminton racquetball. The shuttlecock. Badminton. Mm-hmm. Fuck that racquetball. I think a a wicket might also. Oh no! Now I'm getting confused because I think in croquet the little stanchions are wickets. I think it's a croquet thing because oh, in no. in badminton it's just the shuttlecock and rackets. I don't think Say that word again. Shuttlecock there it or is. rackets. <laughs> you know which one. Don't play coy with me. <laughs> rackets, the new Sarah Paulson uh, yeah. story about um, a famous badminton player. A famous player. badminton player. Sarah Palin cares about badminton? <laughs> oh, shit. Paulson, fuck. Mitch, cut all this. It is a terrible reference. All right. Okay, so according to Google, uh, Google Dictionary, wicket is either a small door or gate, especially one beside or in a larger one. Or in cricket, each of the sets of three stumps with two ball bales across the top at either end of the pitch, defended by a batsman. That's fake, but <laughs> that means it something is part to of someone. None, <laughs> none of those words For were sure. real. <laughs> Our one cricket fan listener someone is, like, is going. Mm, yes, I understood all of that. Someone has been screaming since the beginning. What a wicket is yes, at us absolutely. in their shower. Um, I assume. Uh, okay. There is a, definitely a storyline in 30 Rock that follows essentially the prop, the yes. plot of how to succeed in business when Jack has to like rejoin the company, yeah, works and his he way up the mail room. Yeah, up from the mail room. Yes. Yeah. Um, Get your pop culture out of here. <laughs> I'm talking about old school croquet rules. It's cricket or bust on this app. <laughs> um, so somehow this window washer... Which, again, is obviously not again, but yeah. a window washer doesn't work inside the company. No. Usually, I mean, well, maybe like back in the 50s. They hired, they had their own they in-house had their window own washers? in-house window washers. Maybe. Window washers. You, listen. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know because uh, he hasn't even been part of the company because he hasn't yeah. met the personnel manager. Right. So I do think he's hired from an outside firm <laughs> and he just He just walks in. Just he's like, walks I, off. I know I have a job, but I'd like a different one, please. And they're like, and yeah, while okay. I'm here. Well, I mean, this is back in the 50s, and we have to understand that white men could do whatever they wanted. That's true, and indeed didn't exist. So yeah, you that couldn't, is correct. You couldn't troll LinkedIn <laughs> while at your other job. This is their version this of LinkedIn. This is their vision, version of LinkedIn. A good yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to walk in and say, hello, I'd like, I'd love to work here I to the president. I would love to work here. And then they will say, who are you? Get out of my office. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I, I like how he, he kind of does it because he, he bumps into uh, J.B. Bigley mm-hmm. and then he goes to the personnel manager after he asks for a job. And uh-huh. they go, that's not my job. You had would have to see the personnel manager. <laughs> yeah. And so without lying at all, he goes to, uh, I want to say Gatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he Mr. says, uh, is it Mr. Bratt? That's the personnel manager. 
Oh, right? why did I want to say Gatch? I don't know. He's uh, come. He come later. Uh, and he runs into him and he goes, I don't have time for this. And he goes, well, I was just talking to JB Bigley, uh-huh. mm-hmm. JB Bigley. Oh, I sort of bumped into him. Great pun work. This is beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, all of a sudden he hasn't lied at all, but, uh, you know, you make people hear what they want to hear. That's true. Or they need to hear. Uh huh. And uh, all of a sudden, he's got a cigar in his mouth. He's got a <laughs> position in the mail room. He's business drunk now. He is business. Um, yeah, I love that. One, I wish we all. I wish there were mail rooms. I wish there I worked are. at a company. They still exist. No, that can't be true. That's what the post office is for. <laughs> it, it, the post office delivers. Rest in peace, the, post office. <laughs> when this comes out, office. there's no post office, there's I no assume. Post office. You're right. I'm talking about a different time. This is a different time it when the post office was still time. existed. They don't have robots that do that? Or no. one person that works there? They usually, I mean, like, haven't you ever seen a movie, Meryl? I've never seen a movie. <laughs> they have an entire <laughs> mail room that sorts the mail, and then one person delivers it and says, hey, you got a package here. And I do want to be the cart see, see, I've only ever seen Men in Black where it's that alien oh, the alien, the worm alien. Sorting, or... So now I've that you ask if Black. I've seen a movie, uh, <laughs> that's the only that's one. It. That's it. That's, that's the my only, only point of reference. That's a pretty good one to go out on, I yeah, think. Yeah, I would think so. I think the only movie I've seen with a mailroom is Elf. Like in the in the office? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it referenced in another movie. That's probably a lie. Someone tweet at me. <laughs> you literally brought up 30 Rock. <laughs> That's true, but it's not like it, I don't know. I feel like the mailroom is a it's a it's a thing I can't conceive of. <laughs> I just don't understand the mechanics of it and I don't, don't know why it exists. Who is withholding this media from you, Meryl? That's is it is it We need Mitch? to get we need is... to get some mailroom media representation to Meryl immediately. Mitch is curating what you watch and it's I'm not okay with it. <laughs> it's just the X Files. They don't <clears throat> the FBI famously doesn't have a mailroom. No, they never would. Um, no one's sending letters to the FBI. Well they are, but they're not letters that they want to open. <laughs> yeah. The person who works in the mailroom with the FBI just sorts it into like anthrax, serial killers, bombers. Yeah, basically. Like, Th- those, those are the those, those are, are the three categories. And then old cranks, which is just a sort of like a miscellaneous folder. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's the government, so it's an intern. It's not. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, correct. Yeah. There is no profession. He's not getting paid a living wage. You know, by any stretch twenty-five of the a day for sure. Yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> All right, good to know. Um, that's not the case in the Worldwide Wicket Company. Not at this, all. This mailroom's hopping. Um, but the book has accounted for... What I love about this book is that it knows the structure of every company. Absolutely. Um, because I think there actually used to be a structure to companies, and now it's made up and fake. Yeah, now companies it's like don't actually exist. executive director of soda or whatever. Yeah, um, that's actually my title, <laughs> exactly. which I think they touch on at the end, where mm-hmm. there's a whole new position that sounds, <laughs> oh yeah, very fancy for the time, very ridiculous. It's yes. like I'm the vice president of uh, public morale or something, <laughs> yeah. And it's like now that just exists. No, that's yeah, a real that's, thing. That's, that's, that's a just a Facebook position where exactly. you get paid six figures. But I think at the time it was supposed to be like, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> That we God. care what the public thinks Thanks about anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But I think what you're getting at is the satire of the the like original book and the musical itself. Mm-hmm. It just it's such a complete ske- skewering of yes. uh, corporate culture. Yes. 
um, and that you could follow this one path. I yeah. just love and I think that there is this weird fake nostalgia for a thing that never existed yes. of like a singular path you have to you start in the mailroom and then you work your way up to the head of shipping right. and then you work your way up to this and then you're in marketing like those are so disparate <laughs> the the level of experience you have to have for yeah. marketing is not the thing you would get in shipping those no. are not the same thing you can't do that they are two different skill sets that's not how that works um and also the idea that uh the uh chairman could uh go uh these college boys <laughs> right yeah which i i adore I love being but it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> i'd i'd love for a ceo or a chairperson uh -huh. to go like fucking college boys yeah. <laughs> we went to the same college hired immediately yeah <laughs> i mean that does work if you that go to happen. a fancy school that does happen max speak on that <laughs> I, w I was part of a fraternity for a week and a half before uh i found out i had to pay dues and i promptly quit you, you, you mean i gotta pay a bit in this shit i have to pay it was like 800 a semester oh and my I'm like, god I and you don't even have a house to live in no i'm uh i was living obviously in an apartment and i was working a uh one of those what do they call them work study jobs mm -hmm. as a rock climbing instructor <laughs> which really doesn't paint me as a sympathetic character that i went to a college <laughs> with a rock climbing wall but, we did too it's okay yeah we did I, I worked at the gym with the rock climbing wall <laughs> So I worked at the rock climbing wall, pulled in uh, oh, a whopping eight twenty five an hour. <laughs> and, Hell yeah! Uh, so that with my schedule averaged like a hundred and fifty a week, <laughs> but we got paid biweekly. Oh so good, you, of course. Don't depend on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they said eight hundred, and I went. <laughs> That's. Like a month and a half of me working and not drinking at all, which I can't work at this job without drinking. And it's not a write-off. So uh, I promptly quit. You expect That's me to belay people up this rock they, wall and not be three sheets to the wind? Are they, you out of your fucking they mind, They had brother? the audacity, these, uh, the president or co-president or whatever of the fraternity... Sigep. I was just gonna oh my ask. God. Sigma I was gonna Phi make Epsilon you. for sure. No, man, fuck uh, a Sigep. And they had their secret. I don't know what that means. They had a, a secret meeting, which I was. Uh, I didn't sign any paperwork, <laughs> but they said you're not allowed to talk about and it. And did you give any? They blood? just blindfold you and burn candles in your hand, and the wax burns you, and you're like, "Fuck this." <laughs> I'm not sexually turned on by this at all. Yeah. I could do that on a Saturday night. <laughs> or I am, and then I get unblindfolded, and it's like one of those like gay porn gotchas. Like, I yeah. hate when that I happens. I hate gay porn gotchas. Oh, God. Honestly, if God, I had a nickel worse kind of gotcha. time I was gotcha in that situation. I hate when I hail a cabin and it turns out to be a gay porn gotcha. No, it happens all the time. That. It they is so prevalent. audacity to uh, say, oh, you can't pay 800 semester that's okay that's we have a payment plan if you can't afford it <laughs> you can come pay talk to us. over six so years I came and talked to them and they're like oh you can just pay 200 every two weeks <laughs> uh we understand over two months you can still give us 800 dollars <laughs> and i was like 
to play pool with a bunch of fucking frat dudes that I don't even like. I I did this uh, out of boredom, not out of need for fraternity. I joined the goddamn infantry if I needed it that bad. I don't. And they would pay you for that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, long story short, fraternities are a fucking joke. Anyway, go Greek. <laughs> I'm legally required to you say are, that. You are. How as, does it feel to have signed your life Sorry, over I didn't to mean to attack cult. you. Meryl. It's fine. It's just my people and my culture. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, Greek, that's life is, life. Greek life is uh, a lifestyle and we yeah. should be appropriating it. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm an interloper. A week and a half does not give me the right. Honestly, though, if I went to a school in like NYU, I don't think it would have gone Greek either. So I don't, I don't blame you there. It's a totally different vibe. That's not what we're talking just, about. But no, I just had no, absolutely no desire whatsoever to live like that. <laughs> to live in that way, <laughs> to, to to have that lifestyle. I was able to have a a, a fraternity lifestyle without having to pay for anything yeah. because I lived in the theater department apartment. That's- accurate <laughs> that's more that's a different kind of fraternity that is correct um connor did you never join a greek organization because you were afraid that there'd be too many gay porn gotchas so many gay porn <laughs> gotcha. and i just assumed because um there's actually a style of gay porn that's just fraternity guys fucking in their fraternity house sure i just assumed that's what all frats yeah. were <laughs> of course I've, I've my also... surprise when it was not <laughs> i've also been recently told by my roommate that uh there's a gay porn gotcha where it's like bang bus. Uh-huh. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> uh, you go in, you blindfold. There's a woman. There's a pretty lady there. She She's she debate. does sexy things to you, uh-huh. and then at some point she bows out, uh-huh. and, a guy. and and a guy comes in and uh, and does the rest. And yeah, and then at the end you raise your visor. You gay porn gotcha. Oh, gay porn gotcha. Oh, you got me. Oh. Damn it to hell. You punked me. Where's Ashton? <laughs> I'm so sick this of Ashton is, Kutcher making me sing- suck dick. <laughs> this is exactly what every single Republican thinks is going to happen when they get into a cab. Yeah, a thousand percent. I wish that someone would clap a hand to their forehead and go, not again. Is this not a conservative <laughs> podcast? I'm so sorry. I have to go. The GOP's foremost podcast on Broadway. <laughs> Absolutely. It's over Broadway. It's over Broadway. <laughs> It's um, just it's like uh, what do you call it when you do subliminal messaging and yeah. we just yell? Trump. Who are we, the Beatles? <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to help your guys' views. If you can get featured on Breitbart, I yeah, think I'd you're gonna have that. a oh, lot we are gonna, more traction. We are gonna I, hit the hit I the charts. Keep emailing Ben Shapiro, like please listen to our podcast. I think you'd really love it. Anyway, yeah. he's too busy masturbating to Alexandra Acosta Cortez. <laughs> yeah. That's sad, and that's sad. And crawling through the desert of his wife's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> wife's dry, dry vagina. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. His, I, I retract all my statements. <laughs> I don't think you're not allowed her to say dap. <laughs> that had to sit with me for a second. You're welcome. Mitch, please drop in Ben Shapiro reading the lyrics to Wet Ass Pussy. Here. I'm going to say so that is like that was probably the highlight of my summer was watching that absolutely up there i gotta say the highlight of my summer was probably this is just soup for my family (laughs) but we all have different yes different vibes absolutely we all have different highs we all have different lows (laughs) 
It's so true. Uh, let's get back to this, the Worldwide Wicket Company. Sure. And um, so now Finch has a job. Congrats to Finch. Uh, and he works in the mailroom with the president's nephew, Bud Frump, a classic name. I simply love when characters are named for all their shitty, terrible characteristics. That's how we should all be. (laughs) That's how it should be for everyone. Absolutely. But you have to decide when they come out (laughs) what they're going to be. And if you're just pissed, you end up with a Bud Frump. And I want to give credit to the Bud Frump character because you're playing opposite already a hamming it up. lead yes they i at least how um robert morris played it was so hammy and i loved every second of it Mm -hmm. uh but to have a uh someone to play off of that somehow could ham it up worse than you (laughs) yeah that's a challenge that i think had to be risen to Mm -hmm. because you're dealing with someone who has no uh personal space (laughs) Always is like chatting it up, <laughs> uh, playing like the suck up character. Right. So you're forced to play a bigger foppish <laughs> yeah. suck up More character, suck up. Yeah. which I think is a hard uh, line to yes, tread. But sure. I, I can appreciate a Bud Frump character. Oh, yeah. Love it <laughs> as a character. Mm-hmm. Our hero is a fop. You have to... <laughs> Fop it up more. You must be you, more of a fop. You have to be less likable, more <laughs> just like smarmy. cringy, smarmy, <laughs> suck up, even though our lead is that and we're rooting for them. Exactly. Yes. But you can't take the, the attention away from the lead. You have to be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. We don't want people to like you. Yeah. It's hard. But um, I do. I can't believe that. Coffee Break isn't a song that every youth on TikTok is like obsessed with. I feel I like hate this song. Yeah, but it's so like cliche. Like we love coffee. We have to, and also it's true. And this everyone is, does have to live on. This coffee. is essentially the personal embodiment of "Don't talk to me until I've had my morning <laughs> coffee." Yes. Yeah, and I hate it. Yeah, it's one mom T-shirt. Yeah, basically. I love it. <laughs> I think it's it, great. It definitely reminds me of that one. Instagram picture of the mom sitting in front of the like letter board that's like mm-hmm. 20 year olds should not be allowed to get coffee before moms because yeah. they don't know what yeah. being tired means and I'm like bitch I was up until five o'clock in the morning and I woke up at six like I don't know what you want from me it's just such a wild like I guess yeah you're right we should let all the we should just keep calling the moms forward yeah moms sorry please step aside moms only Moms are the only protected class in this coffee shop. Thank you. <laughs> and in the country and entirely. In the country. <laughs> we love we love our moms. Uh, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that uh, <laughs> I sound so fancy. I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't point out that um, uh, for the uncultured like myself who watched the film, mm-hmm. the film cuts out Four songs from yeah. the musical, which is Coffee Break. Tragic. Uh, what? Thank you for letting me make you dinner. 
or whatever the fuck that one Happy is. Happy to keep his dinner warm. Yeah, that that one's pretty problematic. Thank you for the, letting me make you dinner. The one where Rosemary, the one where, is, that is essentially Rosemary saying, I would like to suck this man off. I would like to fuck this man. Yeah. I love this man. All while keeping his dinner warm. Exactly. Yeah, it's for uh, somewhere that's green. Yeah. Uh, a, a simpler time. <laughs> Uh, there's Back also, when a lady could want to suck a dude off. There's <laughs> that was your boss. We have to. We <laughs> we can't now. Thanks, me too. <laughs> we can't dream of sucking our boss off. <laughs> we have to really take the stigma away from one <laughs> from wanting to suck your boss off. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, Paris is a song that's also taken out of the movie, which is... Oh, they um, don't have all the ladies show up in the same outfit? That's a very funny bit. I actually think that's hilarious. Uh, but it, it's, it's yeah, it's not in the movie. And Tragic. then there's another one that's like Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the opening. The that's one where it's the, the, the secretaries are like... You're marrying an you executive should of suck the company. Your boss you off. should suck your boss That's everybody's off. dream. That's everyone's you should do dream. that. Are you saying they took out every reference to <laughs> sucking your boss off? I think they were like, they we've did. had some 2020 perspective on this, perhaps. This movie was made in 65. <laughs> <laughs> Even in 65, they went a little on a the A little nose. much. This is a little Mad Men. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, yeah. I guess they did. In the film, they were like, it's a little too much. <laughs> it's a little much. But they did they still keep, in the movie, did they still keep the song as Secretary is Not a Toy? Yes, they did. <laughs> well, sure, because that's an instructive. Oh, also, <laughs> that is essentially the beginnings of the yeah. Me Too movement. Listen, they're go- the whole crux of this show is ladies want to suck you off. You can't let them. You can't let them. <laughs> Because it's going to be a gay porn gotcha. <laughs> It'll be a gay porn gotcha. The minute you even consider it, gay porn gotcha. Yeah. Gay porn gotcha. They trick you like that. Also, <laughs> a secretary is not a I toy. That's what I assume all corporate culture is. <laughs> secretary is not a toy is, I think, the biggest uh, time where they uh, feature Fosse. That makes sense. Uh, which I know we're not talking about choreography but yet. we do we love can. to talk about Fosse it's a, I was reading it was uh, like the history of the show and Fosse's not actually credited as the choreographer <gasps> yes which I, is really interesting I was gonna bring that up yeah. I, I it was uh, Lambert mm-hmm. home of the throat rolls it was Beth Lambert <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh, fuck I forgot his name that's like, a joke for two people in Missouri I'm so sorry Colin Lambert <laughs> Uh, uh, it was Hugh Lambert. Yeah. He was Colin the original Lambert. choreographer because they saw like a trade show of his and they really liked his choreography. But then they realized that he was like a one trick pony <laughs> and they asked Fosse to come in and do the choreo, choreo do and Fosse was like, I don't want to ruin this guy's career. So don't take him off of the billing as Aww. choreographer. So then he took a uh, musical staging credit. See, instead. he was only a monster to women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was fine to men. He was very nice to other men in his field. And we love that. And that's why we stand. And that's why we march. <laughs> um, so uh, we cut out. I'm so sad that the movie cuts out Coffee Break. I just really, I love it. Um, and then Finch like cozies up with the head of the mailroom, Mr. Twimble. And Mr. Twimble tells him the secret to longevity at the, com- at the company. And I think this is my favorite song, The Company Way. 
Oh yeah, it's um, really fun. It's basically uh, Twimble saying, "Don't do anything at work that will make any waves, and you'll be fine." Never get noticed. Never don't get, get noticed. noticed. <laughs> if they know who you are, they could fire you. Exactly. <laughs> as long as they don't know who you are, you're good. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> I like that. It's it's a great. I mean, I we haven't said it yet, but. Obviously, I recommended or I, I was the person who brought up this topic. It's not OK, <laughs> but it's largely satirical. <laughs> yes. And I, I want to just say I am aware. And that's what I love about it is the satire, yeah. not any of the messaging, not any mm-hmm. of the anything else. But uh, that is one of my favorite songs as well. Yeah. Is. uh is is saying hey uh if you get a big idea that's asking to get fired yeah so maybe just shut up shut the fuck up (laughs) stay to the back Uh be that friendly face that you smile at executives but don't smile all the time because then you get noticed Mm -hmm. so smile at executives never smile with your teeth (laughs) and never smile again Uh, if you he, smile with your teeth, that's a sign of aggression, and they will attack. They will respond yeah. as such. As personally a Pomeranian, I I, <laughs> I connect with that. More. I don't like when people smile with their teeth. It's a threat. It's a threat at me <laughs> to show me your teeth. Absolutely. What are we baboons? I don't want that. Um, <clears throat> but despite his following orders and never getting noticed, Twimble does get promoted to the head of the shipping department after twenty five years. <laughs> That's true. Which is a, a, a pretty good no, run. That is a pretty good I got run. the quarter of a century pin. <laughs> How long have you been here? 25 years. <laughs> um, Manny has to choose his replacement. Um, and the book says, just do a little reverse psychology and sacrifice yourself. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, you're so selfless that then they'll move you up. This is not how capitalism works, this just so fake. everyone is clear. <laughs> this is a lie. You but, will not be successful. But a great opportunity to ham it up. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And introduces a much beloved trope, which is that of a scheme. And we simply love And we simply love, love schemes. schemes in this house. We really do. Yeah, and it, it's so obvious that it's, it's part of the enjoyment for me in a modern context <laughs> is that uh finch is like it's more than just one man at the company it's the company Mm -hmm. and there's the guy reading it on the phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then he's like it's more and he waits for the guy on the phone to finish Mm -hmm. and then he says another thing and then he says it on the phone and then whenever the guy on the phone messes up he grabs the phone and goes (laughs) oh it's finch f-i-n-c-h finch (laughs) uh it's 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 classic that's exactly what I love about it. Is yeah. It's it's 200% all the time. Yes. A perfect uh, bit every time. Everyone is ridiculous. So it's just a ham fest. Mm-hmm. And that is sincerely what I enjoy about it. And what I subsequently don't like in other productions. <laughs> in anything else. Oh, because you think they miss the satire of it or... The hamminess of it, I guess. They're playing it more realistic. I think the problem with uh, Robert Morse um, doing it is he's such a ha- It's like defying all the unspoken rules of musical theater, which mm-hmm. is don't 
don't tell by gestures. Right. Don't go, I'm putting on a hat. Right. <laughs> I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah. And he just go, he's the, he's the exception to the rule where he goes, I'm going to perform everything I <laughs> yeah. say. Right. I am going to, oh, I'm sucking up. So I'm going to be half an inch from their face because mm-hmm. they need to know. Or, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I want them to know that I, I'm subservient, so I'm going to hug their leg. Yeah. Like, it's so performative. It's defying all the rules of theater that we go, don't be too obvious. Right. He goes, no, I am going to be <laughs> extra <laughs> obvious. It must be obvious. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm saying, I will show you with my body. Yes. Um, and it's one of the rare examples where that's a benefit. Yeah. Uh, it's just eschewing all the rules and mm-hmm. and just it, it seems really easy and i bet he had a really fun easy time doing it right but it's one of the rare examples where it's like that's exactly what this calls for right yeah i love Fair that enough. and that's probably why he didn't do a lot of other musicals <laughs> they were like this guy's out of control it's chewing the scenery it's, it's but i feel hard. like it works with especially a show that is meant to be such a satire Right. And yeah. like it's taking everything to its like logical extreme and heightened Definitely. reality. Yeah. Everyone is operating in that world and it and, works really well. And it's yeah. a, it's a it's a satirical musical based off a book that's already satire. Right. Which is it's like so it's two degrees off the norm. Uh-huh. Right. And uh it it it's the one example where you can act as he did, and it be a huge success. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I would suggest it. Why I love the show, even though hugely problematic, <laughs> very it's not fine. timely. <laughs> even with Harry Potter, we couldn't make it popular. <laughs> uh, but Robert Morris has has a way. Yeah, it's endearing. I think. Yeah, I think that this could come off. Uh, if you don't have the exact right chemistry among your actors, it doesn't come off as a satire and can come off really also shitty. And- you make the the mortal mistake of casting someone who's classically handsome in the lead role. Part of uh, Pierpont Finch, F-I-N-C-H Finch, <laughs> is that Robert Morris had the biggest fucking gap between his teeth. <laughs> He was short. His hair didn't do anything good. Yeah. It was uh, all bad. He was just he was just a little rat. Yeah. <laughs> but like a man. lovable rat. Sure. And so every time he would smile, it's not like a whoo, a winning smile. Right. It's like a Ugh. what? <laughs> he he don't he, know why this is working. He was he was succeeding against the will of God. <laughs> God made him. That's why God makes people ugly, so they'll yes. fail. So they'll fail, exactly. And Ugliness then, is just God's way of saying that you don't deserve happiness. That's true. And then you have the audacity to cast a Jonas brother oh, and think God. that he has the same. Smart. We're all looking, going, yeah, you would succeed. Everyone right. wants to fuck you, that, you idiot. That's why you're Nick Jonas, because already. Yeah, exactly. already you failed your way to the top. So you're going to do a show where you also fail your way to the top? It's too close to reality. Too close. It's true, because whenever you look at actual legitimate fail sons, right. they all are 
horribly like Habsburg and wear insane floral Mm t-shirts. So like they're all just big pudding boys. So it doesn't make sense. (laughs) The fuck is a pudding boy? You know, just like you know that it's... Is that like a soy You know that they eat pudding? (laughs) They slurp up pudding It's a (laughs) non-vegan alternative to being a soy boy. They're just... (laughs) (laughs) With a snack pack. No, I mean like I think you've coined that term. I've never heard that term before. A pudding boy? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like they look like they got it's not like a fat reference. It's no. just they look like maybe they came out of a pudding cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need you to explain they just more. Have pudding cup vibes. I don't know how to explain it to you better than that. We have dropped how to succeed. <laughs> now it has become an interview for Meryl to describe what the hell a pudding boy is. I simply refuse to explain how my brain works to I, anyone, I, I, especially I, not this I podcast. tried to bail you out. I said, is it a soy boy but it's not, that's I mean, non-vegan? That's <laughs> a non-vegan soy boy sure. option. That's obviously a, the obviously a soy boy situation. Oh, could also be occurring. But Do you pudding mean a boy is simp? Different. I do not mean... No, pudding boy is its own thing. Uh, listen, I... I it's like porn I know when I see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm staring at Connor trying to get an answer, but I he's simply don't. affixed on <laughs> Meryl. doesn't understand. <laughs> Hanging on every learn. word. <laughs> you won't know. You can't get in here. It's a vault. <laughs> I, I don't think I could get out. We're going to Ocean, we're gonna have to Ocean's Eleven our way into that vault. <laughs> Figure out how to get... What is a pudding boy? Let's heist it. <laughs> gotta, gotta heist it out of Meryl's brain. <laughs> um... Yeah, it should be played by a terrible, horrible little rat man, for sure. Definitely a scam man. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm absolutely. very willing to play this <laughs> So please cast Max as the lead. <laughs> I am, as a <laughs> unattractive little rat-faced scamp <laughs> that's fairly short, I... Roll you were born to play. You, oh, you're going to cast Harry Potter. You're going to cast the Jonas's... Maybe look next to you at that weird little guy sitting next to you on the subway. Maybe give him a chance. Maybe go up to that drunk little man in the park sitting on a bench by himself. This is a personal Ask vendetta. Ask if he wants to be on it's Broadway. Not, it's not a critique on the business. It's a personal vendetta that I have. That, you know, I was in New York in, uh, you know, 2011 mm-hmm. or whenever the Daniel Radcliffe. Same time as yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I shared space with Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, he's a smoker like me as well. <gasps> wow, did you bum him a cig? I have bummed Daniel Radcliffe a cig. That's fucked up. He has wow. so much money. He, he should be bumming. He should, he should be bumming. He worked cigs. at the public. Uh, he, not <laughs> he was like a carp at the public. At the public. <laughs> he was in a show at the public. <laughs> so I'm technically not. You're wrong. not wrong. You're you're not wrong. Just when I think worked at the public, I'm like, oh yeah, as a carpenter. But he would smoke in the alley <laughs> where. Regularly, the carpenters were chased out of like <laughs> fucking trash with a broom. You like can't a smoke in the get salad. Out, get out. <laughs> and if I could have the same excuse of Daniel Radcliffe, people just keep trying to take pictures of me and talk to me. <laughs> and I just need some privacy. I want to smoke in this alley. Also, apparently, Daniel Radcliffe can't afford a pack of American Spirit Light Blues, and I don't appreciate that. That's fucked up. He wow. owes you a pack of. He owes you, yeah, blues. absolutely. 
You heard it here, viewers. Start our letter writing campaign to make Daniel Radcliffe pay back Max Longstreet for his pack of six. <laughs> I I have a, a a personal story from someone else about Daniel Radcliffe, but I don't know <laughs> if it's the time or the place. <laughs> a personal secondhand source, or uh, it's always you know, the time and place. Uh, a good friend that worked as a carpenter at the public. His <laughs> name was Alec. Okay. Uh, he had worked at the West End before moving to New York. And uh, so he was out in the alley with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. And then uh, Alec was like, oh, you worked at the West End. How'd you like it? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe's like, oi, governor, I loved it. <laughs> Amazing Daniel Radcliffe impression. Um, thank you. I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, and, but they talked about people that they knew in common and, uh, there was some like old stage hands at the, uh, the old globe and, uh, he, uh, Alec was like, Oh, did you know this person? He was my mentor. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe goes, Oh my God. Yeah. I was so sorry to hear about that. (gasps) And Alec goes, what do you mean? And he goes, he died. (laughs) And so this is a man from Tampa Bay, Florida, <laughs> getting told in an alley by Harry Potter superstar Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, that his mentor had died <laughs> while bumming Harry Potter a cigarette. And it was... Uh, <laughs> Prisoner uh, of Azkaban just hits different after that. It really you know does. I mean? You can't watch that movie the <laughs> like, same way. <laughs> like very much not my story, but also like incredible. Just the em- trying to empathize with that is like I'm smoking a cigarette <laughs> with a superstar, very popular right now. He's telling me that my mentor had died, <laughs> uh, and somehow he had heard about it before I had. <laughs> and then having to finish like there's American Spirit, so. Eight more minutes of, <laughs> of uh, banter after that. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, how do you come back? How do you bounce yeah, back from that? Honestly, your mentor's dead. Who? That's a here. He's a charmer. Here yeah. he's a he's a he's a great guy. I've bummed him cigarettes. Obviously, if he was a dick, I wouldn't have. <laughs> the smoker's code. Yeah, dicks don't get six. Yeah, I wouldn't go <laughs> fucking Osseo American spirits, bitch. <laughs> I'm not bumming you one. Incredible HP content. Yeah, Thank honestly. You. I'm versed in many. I've read some books. Forms. <laughs> and Mitch, if you're looking for a good cut point to cut all this out, click here, right here. Um, We haven't even met the secretaries. Wait, no, we, we have. have. I mean, we We've have. We've met Rosemary. But we haven't talked about that, <laughs> except for the part that they all want the to women, suck off the executives. The women in this musical don't matter. Um, except they kind of do. Uh, now we meet Hedy LaRue. No, we don't. I lied. Um, Finch has to get promoted because he's like, uh, Is this when they sing the Gopher song? Uh, no, it's the company way, but it's coming up, but it's coming up. And so then, like, because we know Smitty, we know Rosemary. Yeah, I think those are the only two named secretary parts. Uh, Hedy LaRue, Hedy LaRue, and that's right. JB Bigley's secretary, which I can't remember her name. Oh, Mrs. Miss Jones? Miss Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the women are a faceless mass. 
<laughs> I think it goes like Rosemary's introduced, then Miss Jones, then Smitty. Mm. Like they're all introduced in the same scene. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then no other need to mention any more no, secretaries. No, of course not. They're women. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need them. We know what a secretary is. 30 executives and four secretaries. <laughs> and that's all we need to know. And that's and those are the numbers. And that's capitalism, Must maybe. be an easy job. <laughs> to that's be a what secretary? we're all supposed to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four secretaries for 30 executives. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Finch gets promoted to be a junior executive in plans and systems, which is headed by Mr. Gatch. Uh, introducing Hetty LaRue, who's very hot, but very stupid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's Connor's Connor's Tinder bio. It is very hot, but very stupid. (laughs) That's very funny. And I think you should do it. Thank you. I think I will. Um, I would swipe. I would swipe on that. I don't know which direction, but the the positive one. (laughs) Even to get more niche, if you also write boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka. (laughs) <laughs> which she sometimes says when she's walking oh my god is it's it's very niche but you're gonna find the right but people you'll find the right guy i'm into it. that with that niche <laughs> boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, i think that would only get max so if you're interested in dating max you could do that uh, i'm downloading tinder right now just to yes! get back in i'm the gonna game. change it <laughs> Hedy LaRue seems like a very good drag name also. I I think so. It'd be great. I would be very surprised if there wasn't a Hedy LaRue. Hedy LaRue. (laughs) It's one of those names you can say a million different ways. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what? We're going to find out that like there's going to be a Hedy LaRue on the next season of um, Drag Race for sure. uh, Fracking with RuPaul (laughs) or whatever the (laughs) show is called. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. A thousand percent. Um. She's hired as Mr. Bigley's secretary, but she's actually stupid him. And uh, on the first day of work, the male employees are instantly attracted to her. <laughs> but don't worry. The personnel manager, which is essentially HR, but in the yes. 60s, is like, please don't. <laughs> a secretary is not a toy. It will be so annoying for me personally if you if you do that. Absolutely. <laughs> but he only says that because he's trying to fuck <laughs> that's true he wants them all to himself and i want to say uh you know the pageantry of it is eliminated from modern work life but <laughs> uh to quote a good friend of mine uh at work in an elevator a very attractive woman leads <laughs> leaves the elevator and then an awkward <laughs> co-worker goes I guess I'm going to step over your tongue to get out of the elevator. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell? Uh, it exists. Uh, sexism and, <laughs> and problematic. Damn we're it. In a, we're in a problematic age still. <laughs> Damn but it. We just didn't dance and sing about it. <laughs> but what if we did? What if we did? Then we wouldn't have to march. Yeah. That's right. We could dance and sing instead. No, it's cancel culture. You've stopped all the dancing and singing. We're still sexualizing and being creeps. And yeah. But we just won't sing gaily about it. Right. And, so uh, was that perform. comment like you were being too obvious in ogling this attractive woman or he was also he was just trying to say, like, isn't she hot? I have misrepresented this story. Okay. <laughs> I was a witness. <laughs> Got it. There was a person on the elevator with two other co-workers, oh, male. Okay. And 
One of them uh-huh. was leering. Oh, mm. gotcha. A gawk. <laughs> and the other one who had more of a sense of humor about it. Like cartoon <laughs> wolf eyes? Like, yeah. Okay. Exactly okay. what's <laughs> referenced. The woo and tongue rolling out. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like a window shade. Roll up. Or <laughs> yeah. a window shade. Yeah. And so the one who was aware of it went, I'm going to step over your tongue now. You're being gross, dude. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. It was a chastising comment. It was a chastising, but also Mm. so, and I can only claim witness status. (laughs) (laughs) I was neither ogling nor chastising. Yeah. I was uh, just minding my business. I think elevator. I explained that wrong, and I no, you've you've corrected. I, as as so many great <laughs> men before me, I've me tooed myself. I love it when someone gets me tooed. <laughs> I'm uh, glad to bring that to your. Podcast. I exclusively I mean, invite people on the, it's on the our only podcast. Thing to we too, want then. to do is cancel people. That's that's all that we as people on the left wish. Yes. is to cancel everybody. It's yeah. it's gotcha porn. For podcasts. Podcast. We just bait bust you on yeah. this podcast. Yes. Say the dirtiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Canceled. And then we have a nice little stamp sound, like sound effect, a nice little stamp Cash. drop that says canceled. Freaking canceled. You can spend the second half of this podcast apologizing, or you leave and we'll just talk about you. Or you leave and you're canceled forever. If you say sorry, you get uncanceled. But That's if true. you don't, cancel forever. Well, um, it's a very easy route. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's yet, a simple process. And yet some people still haven't navigated it correctly. Uh, Finch learns that uh, Bigley went to fancy school, um, Old Ivy College, Ugh. classic. Grand Old Ivy. And he's like, let me just tuck that knowledge away for a rainy day. Um, he yes. minds for it. Yeah. Then... Because um, he says Harvard... And Miss Jones goes, don't let Mr. Bigley hear you say that. He went to Grand Old Ivy. And he goes, perfect. It's in my brain. Perfect. I wish more people would say out loud that they're pleased with the results of their scheme. Like, ah, good. Just as I planned to entrap you. Like, this is going according to plan. Thank yeah. goodness. Um. Rosemary and Finch set up a date. Then Frump runs into Bigley and realizes that he's fucking Hedy LaRue and blackmails Bigley. And gets a promotion. Into getting a promotion. Yeah. Well, he's your uncle. Just use nepotism. It already exists there already for you exists. as a ladder for you to climb. It's right there. <laughs> What's the door the is open. It's when your nephew is a poop. <laughs> Another very portable line. line. When was this movie made? 65, I think. He said 65. You're the one who watches it. <laughs> I'm agreeing with Connor. <laughs> He's a very informed. I believe you. He does the homework. So I. Listen to your own podcast. You <laughs> talked about this earlier. I just couldn't remember. Um, it was, uh, it was I'm, I'm actually incorrect. It was 67. <gasps> wow. The movie was 67. Wow. Well, because the Broadway went from... The Broadway. The Broadway, the Broadway <laughs> went from 1961 to 65. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds... Okay. And, and then 67 now. makes sense to release the movie. Max, that was an hour ago. I can't be... I can't possibly be expected <laughs> to remember what Connor said an hour ago. As I don't even remember what I said an hour ago. time has no meaning. <laughs> time is... 
bake. It's and bake. I'm surprised we're still recording this eight hours later. <laughs> it's Monday morning. We have to go to work. Um, we're about to get to the Grand Old Ivy song, and yeah, let's I just, just want to. I just just to warm you guys up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not to stop you from your synopsis, but I'm going to require all of us to sing it, to listen, <laughs> and sing along. <laughs> we can play it. Let's just get to Grand Old Ivy. Now. I don't. I I wish I cared this much about our alma mater. <laughs> Groundhog. Groundhog. <laughs> this is my dream. Stand, old Ivy, stand firm and strong. Mitch cut this for his reel. Stand, old Ivy, and never yield. Rip, 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 rip. The chipmunks of the field. That was amazing. I could never have asked for that. In the in my muddy, life. muddy deep. <laughs> I hate Groundhog Chipmunk. What stupid mascots! <laughs> Truly, I I love them. I always thought groundhogs and chipmunks were basically the same animal. <laughs> groundhogs much bigger, much much bigger. Uh, my apologies <laughs> to the groundhog. <laughs> Not to skip ahead, but when. <laughs> When the uh, press manager, vice president, whatever his title is, Mm -hmm. gets fired, (laughs) they go, get out of here. And he goes, chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) Which is famously how Finch gets him fired is he follows him to (laughs) using his window washer ability. Yeah, of course. Sneaks to hear a private phone call Mm -hmm. about his alma mater, (laughs) which is so uh, unrelatable now that we have social media. Yeah. And now when your autumn, now when your alma mater calls you, it's purely just to ask you for money. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But also everyone knows. I think all (laughs) universities would do better if it was still secret. Like, hey, we have your perverse little secret. You don't want us to tell everyone in the world that you were a chipmunk? Give University us $5, should blackmail. <laughs> University should blackmail people. Universities do blackmail people, but they should do it more. <laughs> I'm I'm advocating for an increase in blackmail. If anything, if anything, we love scams and blackmail is a scam. It is a type of scam, you're right. So you're right. Um is it have either of you watched The Vow? No. On HBO about the Nixium cult that got busted a couple of years ago? It's Absolutely very good. not. Okay. It's good. Um, they also were blackmailed. It's fine. Everyone go watch The Vow. It's psycho. Um, I like that someone in this show gets shipped off to Venezuela. Like, oh, we have a worldwide wicked outpost in Venezuela. And you've told me this is not Gatch. This is <laughs> no, someone. No, this is Gatch. Gatch no, this goes is to Venezuela. Gatch. Yeah. Who the fuck is the other guy? Uh, there's two. Mister Brat many is the people. personal manage is the personnel manager. Yes. I, okay. And Gatch is head of uh, plans, head of plans and services, or something. Yeah, and Fitch plans Finch, and systems uh, weaponizes Hetty Larue. Yes, 
<laughs> which I enjoy as a concept is weaponizing, weaponizing your secretary. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. My army of bimbos. Look, right. you said it. Yeah. That's that was Bernie Sanders playing. Hot Girls for Bernie was just Bernie's uh, army of bimbos. Weaponizing <laughs> bimbos uh-huh. for, Bernie. for Bernie. It was said it was called Bimbos for Bernie. Yeah. Bimbos for I Bernie. don't know how you missed the ads for it. I'm sorry if you missed the boat. That's why everyone was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can't call them that. Yeah. Uh, bimbos for Biden did not go well because that guy's a sexual predator. <laughs> He's a sexual predator. <laughs> Oh, we've sedated Max. uh, We've calmed him down. I've demonetized any attempt at this podcast. Uh, Uh, We did once claim and stand by that George Bush is a war criminal. That is correct. It's fine. We've demonetized ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Great. We're on a list. We know that we're on lists. (laughs) Biden's a predator. Uh, Bush is a war criminal. (laughs) These are things we all agree on. These are universal truths. Um, so since Gatch gets uh, shipped off to Venezuela, he uh, Finch gets promoted to his position. That's how it works. If you get someone yes. fired, you get their job. You legally. get their. It's it's essentially the dual. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if I yeah. kill you, I get all your stuff. Exactly the yeah. dual principle yeah. for the sure. Dual principle. Yeah. And yeah. and the smoothest transition in the whole <laughs> ladder climbing yeah. is he is now. Um, vice president of new hires or whatever yeah head of, yeah head of planes and systems uh so he appoints himself to be <laughs> on the vice president's team of advertisement <laughs> yeah sure and everyone who asks him he goes well it was it's it's the person the personnel manager appointed me uh-huh without saying any names i think that was my favorite <laughs> Scam. Corporate scam. Yeah. <laughs> which also seems very conceivable. Oh, absolutely. You just, if your company's big enough, you can just say a fake title and put oh, yeah. it on a business card and be like, well, I am. So. Or the title means more than the name associated. Absolutely. With it. No one knows who does what. No. But you know the titles. And if so someone is a vice president, they're important. The personnel yeah, manager absolutely. put me on your team. Yeah. I'm going to talk to him. Oh, actually, he got sent to Venezuela. <laughs> also not a lie. I really appreciate how he yeah. dances around truths. Yes. It's something I envy in life. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was as good a liar as J.P. Finch. <laughs> even even when they say, uh, you went to Old Ivy? And he goes, oh, I've always supported the Groundhogs. <laughs> like, he very much dances around mm-hmm. any... Sure. Real answer. Real thing that, like, you could bring up in court to say you were <laughs> He's very good at that, he and I appreciate his, his ability to dance around mm-hmm. questions. The truth. <laughs> answer how you want them to answer without uh, actually committing to any truth. That's the way you wish you could live. Yeah. You went to Old Ivy? I'm a groundhog for life. That means nothing. (laughs) That's not what I asked, actually. But they've heard what they want to hear. Exactly. And they will drop it. Yeah. And that's how to succeed in business without really trying. We've cracked it. Actually. No need for this podcast. We've cracked it. (laughs) We've we've done it. (laughs) 
Um, was there ever a need for this podcast? I'd argue no. Uh, <laughs> not, but here we are anyway. Now we meet BBDO, Benjamin Burton, Daniel Ovington. Yes. And even though this part was cut out of the film, R.I.P., uh, we have this reception where Rosemary is wearing a new Paris original dress and then she gets there and everyone's wearing the same dress. And all the women are wearing the same dress. A classic the song bit. is very funny because it's like all the secretaries walking in and realizing that they're all wearing <laughs> the same dress. Yes. There's uh, that bit is also repeated on Happy Endings too. A hilarious sentence that so. is that is it's very, very funny correct. to be like yes this is a one of kind one of a kind dress i made it myself that's also been a bit on golden girls and it's a classic bit never gets old um comedy who knew comedy is the same thing over and over again it's very funny uh frump is also doing schemes on the side it's right he's got this blackmail plot going yeah because he wants to take finch down yeah, because he's mad that he got a shittier promotion than Finch. <laughs> yes. That's fair. Honestly, I would want revenge for that as well. Yeah. Um, and so he is scheming to have Hetty LaRue try and kiss Finch. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then have the executives like catch him. Walk in, in on it. And then Finch is like, but wait, I love Rosemary. Max is, needs another drink. Um, <laughs> hold on, Max. We're so close to the act break. <laughs> um. So then, but then Finch, like mid seduction of Hedy LaRue, is like, wait a minute, wait, I love someone I else. Love Rosemary. <laughs> Rosemary. Um, the and... true Maria of, of this. <laughs> this is the Maria of this, this show. <laughs> um, and then is like, but in I love spirit, you. spirit, not in anything else. <laughs> just not in screaming in a general random vibe. person's name. But just in spirit. Just in vibes alone. The Equus spirit. Uh, Good vibes only. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So then Bigley walks in and Finch is putting the moves on Rosemary and all as well. Yeah. So Frump is foiled. and ah, foiled. Foiled again. Um, and then Ovington has to resign because it comes out that he graduated from Northern State. And then Bigley's like. Chipmunks. Bigley's like, Finch, you're in charge of uh, advertising. And then Bud Frump is like, oh, I'll get you yet, J.P. Finch. he reads in the book, if you found yourself as vice president of advertising, <laughs> you fucked up, <laughs> basically. Yes. The book is... You have to come up with a originally good idea or steal someone's idea. <laughs> you've gone you've gotten too high now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've gotten too big for your own britches. Yeah, you got into somewhere too big that actually yeah. requires you try to effort. have <laughs> any skill. To now you try. have to try. <laughs> now yeah. you have to try. Yeah. Vice president is too far. You you have to try as a vice president. Which is right. my favorite conceit of this whole musical is that he hasn't finished the book <laughs> and he is willing to implement. <laughs> yes. So he has to read as he goes. <laughs> So when he finds himself as vice president of advertising, he's like, oh, no, <laughs> fuck, which is, I, I think, my favorite, like, conceit of mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. As you, like, you flip the page and it's like, wait, don't do that. And you're like, but I did it. Yeah. Yes, it's very funny. It's like one of those pick your own endings and you flip to it and it's like, you died. Yeah, you like, drown in a swamp no, and you're like, fuck, no, no I no, lied. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm in 58, not 57. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So that 
per Wikipedia, is the act break. Yes. So let's take a quick moment to reconvene, um, and we'll be back with act two. How does it succeed in business without really trying? Act two. Two, baby. Um, I assume there's not an act break in the movie of any nature. Um, they might. Maybe they, they pull they a Monty Python and they do an intermission. Bit. Exactly. There's not. There's not really. There's no. no there isn't. <laughs> they um, have a lot of shots of more like movies, horizon cityscape. More movies should have intermissions. And let's I talk agree. about the fact that no movie should be longer than ninety minutes. <laughs> I was just thinking that the other day. We've been rewatching. Uh, Hello, <laughs> the Straits of New York, still alive, baby. Um, the as the twins and I are rewatching a lot of Disney movies because mm-hmm. they've never seen them, uh, which is very fun to try and introduce a six-year-old or a seven-year-old to a film that you're like, oh my god, this is incredibly horrible like to show a child <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to have to explain dead parents to this child this i'm glad you clarified uh, the twins um, and i i assumed was mitch's butt <laughs> uh, i refer to mitch's butt as the twins, the twins. <laughs> um, i say hey why don't you you and the twins come sit down <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch this horrifying disney movie about a bam Let's bambi's mom that gets too. murdered <laughs> mitch mitch watches movies like i prefer anything which is face down ass up <laughs> intoxicated <laughs> something i can get behind uh, uh, the twins are on display yes <laughs> get behind hey mitch could you uh pipe in an air horn there please <laughs> fuck that was so that loud. Was so Blast my ears to the back of my fucking head. I don't like that. That's a, also a button that's readily available on this. It's because I've requested it a couple of times. <laughs> Tragically, that is my. I fault. don't like him having this power now because he's going to use it to punish us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my life. Never give him power. Um, okay. The, my Wikipedia summary says, Act 2. Two days later, Rosemary has been neglected by Finch. What does that mean? It's been two days. Well, because how, he how asks be her to marry her, him. Uh-huh. And then he neglects her. And she's like, I'm done. For two days? I don't want to suck him off anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, we, haven't, we haven't even addressed the while he's thinking... That that I think that's where Act One ends. The while he's and she's thinking. Oh no, that's um before. Mm -hmm. That's before the um the dress song. Okay, because I thought it was after that they they do the. It's been a long day. Yeah, and then they go on a weird Stouffer's date, (laughs) which they oh yeah made me want to look into what does. Stouffer's mean in that context because I know it as a microwave. Yeah, dinner. I only know it as yeah. a TV dinner, but it was a restaurant, I think. But, like Bob oh, really? Evans. Like Bob Evans is a frozen dinner, but yeah. also. Yeah, but it's like, so it, like they're like, Stouffer's, what a deal. <laughs> Let's go on a date. And then I want to say afterwards, that's when Rosemary 
does the first uh, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say they get engaged at some point very Mm -hmm. soon after that. Yeah. Once he once the like scheme with Hedy LaRue is foiled, he's like, wait a minute. I love Rosemary. Rosemary. And then they get engaged i assume because as they profess their love for each other i'm just saying like two days later you're like he's neglected neglect is a strong word if we breeze by the it's been a long day we breeze by smitty completely as a character (laughs) (laughs) that is her claim to fame Mm -hmm. is to be the and he's thinking. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's and her one job. Yeah, that honestly, that's her. That's her claim to fame in this whole musical. Yeah, and we said we don't need her. No, there's already too many women. <laughs> one, three is enough. One, three is enough. Two, three. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm almost out of We're fucking tired. fingers over here. <laughs> I'm over here with thirty executives. How many secretaries could they possibly need? It takes More than one, one person to take notes. One. One person, person can take notes. <laughs> um, Have yeah, you ever heard of an email blast? <laughs> an email blast. Can we talk about how modern society has uh, just thrown secretaries to the side <laughs> by reply all? <laughs> it's fucked. I reply all. Reply all is the secretary. Reply, of re- if you reply all, you're anti-secretary. <laughs> And you're you're a bad person. Okay, explain that. If I have to explain pudding boy, you have to explain reply all is secretary. I forgot about pudding boy. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Well, it was recorded four hours ago, it's so been a long ten minutes. Been a long day. It's been a long <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> Um, so because Rosemary is feeling neglected after two days, um, she's because she's like, I'm ready to quit. Um, fuck this. And then there are all the other secretaries, all two of them (laughs) to my count are like, don't do that. This is the dream. This is the dream. This is the capital T H E dream. The dream. The dream. And she's like, all right, you're you're right. You're right. You're right. I was being hasty. The dream is to become a secretary so that you can marry an executive. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why women entered the workforce. That's the only reason why we (laughs) get a man. And the the alternative, as as referenced later, at least in the movie, is is like, did Rosemary move back in with her parents? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, did she forsake my love to go? The only other alternative to move back in with her yeah. parents. Well, yeah. yeah, you gotta go from your parents' that, house to your husband's house. Those are the two options. <laughs> yeah. Marry yeah. big or move back or in You can't parents. be a single woman because that just means you're unwanted. And if you're unwanted, that means you're broken. That's big New York energy. <laughs> that is big New York energy. <laughs> um, so then all the secretaries sing Cinderella Darling, which has been cut out of the movie yes tragically and also in the 1995 revival it was replaced with a how to succeed reprise yeah um but the lyrics do suggest the ways in which a woman could could steal a man's money (laughs) we love this musical um i gotta say uh, the the love story is my least favorite part yeah i don't care it's not more scams i want more scams (laughs) i want more scams i want more schemes i want more blackmail yeah maybe throw in a little murder yeah I'd love some murder what, right love now. A murder. What I up. will say is I what at least in the the film adaptation of it 
the schemes are forefront. Mm-hmm. The romance is backseat. I love that. Okay. And it's a given. There's no pondering tension. or tension or will he, won't he. Yeah. Okay. It's it's love and We establish that. The only the only slight consternation is he's like, How do I keep exceeding at this meteoric level if I'm tied down with a bra. <laughs> and she's like, I love day. him no matter what. <laughs> there's there's no there's no tension yeah. necessarily. Sure. Right. Uh which I think is a nice way to streamline Yeah, the scam. Get back yeah. to the scams and schemes. Exactly. The most which important is part of the show. Our favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I've always I've always said that. Yeah. Take note, HBO documentary makers. Thank Less you. Less romance and more, more schemes. schemes. Romance is a given. People want to fuck. <laughs> but I couldn't have said it better myself. Scamming people. I'm getting that tattooed on my neck tomorrow. <laughs> on my eyelids. <laughs> so I can see it every day. <laughs> yeah. Remind myself. <laughs> Never forget where you came from. Um. All right. So... As we've said, the book is warning Finch that he's gone to he's he's gonna have to try now. Um, he has his, to do work. His new job means he has to try. Um, so he better come up with something good. And at the same time, uh, Bud Frump is like, "Time for my scheme," which I've been plotting for two days. Right. Um, and listen, if you have to think more than two days for a scheme, <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. Waste of time. Waste of time. Think. Implement. Get the money. That's how schemes work. It's speaking it's of tattoos on your neck, think Fuck yeah. Get the money. Think, implement, get the money. I'm gonna get that tattoo. That's corporate. You, you that could is be corporate America. You could be a corporate. I, this like, is my. This is that. my version of how to succeed in business. Yeah. I really try. Think, implement, get the money. You could work at McKinsey with a brand like that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I am the next Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Gay mayor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you thought mayonnaise was spicy <laughs> i'm coming at you with a whole nother spice <laughs> you're gonna throw in a little paprika <laughs> uh, um bud frump is like finch i got this good idea you should hear it out but guess what frump has already told the idea to bigly and bigly fucking hated it so this is a trick um but i bet finch pulls it out just a guess. Uh-huh, and that's why he got me too. <laughs> like Louis C.K. pulled it out. Pulled it out. <laughs> Cancelled. And uh, he didn't even get a chance to apologize. <laughs> um, Finch is like, what a good idea. And he's like, let me tell my uh, almost wife. And his almost wife's like, well, whatever happens, I'll be with you. <laughs> Which is not my ideal response to when I share a, what I think is a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want my partner to say, look, whatever happens, I'll stick by As ya. a cis white man, <laughs> that's my idea. <laughs> I don't want to represent the minority here. But, Just uh, say he'll never leave me. <laughs> but. Just say he'll never leave me. <laughs> and don't, I like, oh, don't you think that's a good idea? Well, if it isn't, I'll still be with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Wasn't that Mitch's choice? response when we asked him to work on the podcast? Yeah, always. <laughs> That's always Mitch's response. <laughs> hey, I love you. <laughs> That's not helpful to me at all. Hey, if you're willing to overlook all of my flaws so I can <laughs> I'll return just the by <laughs> sitting on a computer. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. This is a steal from me. 
Um, uh, yeah. So then Hetty tells Bigley that she's unhappy as the secretary and she's going to move to California. Uh, he's like, no, don't stay. I love you. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll stay. <laughs> I love this. I love, I love when people are like, I'm going to go. No, please don't. Okay, I won't. Uh, okay, you twisted my arm. All right, all right, I won't. That's, I a, really, like, that's an extremely anyway. like fifties and sixties mm-hmm. thing of being yeah. like, I can't, I can't be here right now. I hate you too much. Yeah. But what if you didn't hate? What me? if you love me? Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> what if I did love yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, low stakes. Extremely. We, we need some kind of conflict here, but we don't really want to write a big conflict that no. matches with the story. So we'll just do little baby. That's conflict. golden age movie musicals, baby. You're Fuck. neglecting me. I'm gonna leave. Don't. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, Freud. Not necessary. Let's not get complicated about this. Sometimes people are just crazy. We're here to sing and dance, not be sad. <laughs> um, and then in the executive bathroom, I love that. Finch gives himself a pep talk. <laughs> and but behind this is when he pulls it out. Behind his back. <laughs> The other executive the from acceptable time to pull yeah, absolutely. is in the executive washroom. <laughs> um, yeah, so Finch is like, you can do this, man, to himself in the mirror, uh, but unbeknownst to him. And he uses him. Rosemary's words, to be That's fair. That's true. Aww, to be fair. Because they love each other. <laughs> can we get another one of those? Because <laughs> they love each other. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, fin- so, and then all the... So all the other executives hate Finch because he's moving up in he's the ranks. Gotta so quickly. stop that man! <laughs> he's doing or too well. He'll stop me! Yeah, he's he's too good at business. He's God, too good at business. Clear. Cool. You guys keep talking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just do some background for us, please. Um. Eyes of the tiger, <laughs> <wherever> you walk. <laughs> <laughs> that slash, bang. No, go ahead. Tang. <laughs> I'm just gonna take oh, the tiger that quickens your walk. Keep going, please. <laughs> oh, I believe in you. I believe. Yeah. In you. Uh, Finch presents his idea to Bigley. He will hide 5,000 shares of company stock in each of the 10 offices around the country. Um, this is back when sh- shares in a company were physical assets, were an as opposed human to thing. make-believe that, assets that like well, they are now. To be fair, money is fake, and so are shares. And it's if all... you believe in money or the economy, then you're stupid. <laughs> You've been That's tricked. You've been tricked. Actually, confused me about this whole musical since I first watched it yes. as a young fifteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, "How do you hide stocks?" Mm-hmm. Is there just a it's paper like a certificate. that says you have yeah. stocks? Yeah, it would just literally be like a certificate yeah. that which says i guess makes much sense of a company. that they're tearing apart like file yeah because you couldn't it's not like there was the internet to keep it on right you know money had to be real back then and, and shares it, had and to be physically real it doesn't have to <laughs> it's be, not no. fake like it is now because a computer <laughs> will track it down to the 10th decimal right, right. if you could print out uh <laughs> A piece of paper that said you're rich now. <laughs> that was. I'm also relatively sure that's fake. how being rich that's works. Literally, Anna Delvey's whole thing. Everyone, please go investigate that scam. She printed out a piece of paper yeah. that was like, "Money's definitely coming soon," and everyone this was like, "You can do it." Is this the the woman who racked up all the bills around? Yeah, New like York? stayed yeah. at the Plaza Hotel yeah. eating snacks because she was like, "But look, this piece of paper says I will be rich once my wire comes through." And they were like, "Good enough for us. Stay for a month." That's the kind of scam. The that second I, I can afford. 
afford a printer. (laughs) It's over for you, bitches. (laughs) You can borrow ours. And guess what? I'm not throwing it back to any of you poor fucks. Socialism's for when you're poor. Exactly. When you get rich, you're a capitalist. I I believe in Bernie until Until I I get my paycheck. Six figures. Till I'm in the 35% tax bracket. Um, okay. So, yeah. So the, a television audience will get weekly clues as to the whereabouts of the company. Right. Uh, or the not the company, of, wicked <laughs> the whereabouts of the stock for the company, for the WW Stock of what company? Sorry. Worldwide Web. What? <gasps> wicked. Worldwide Wicked. Thank you. Back <laughs> in the 60s, they didn't have the internet. You see, that's why life was better. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. Um, I went on Reddit and it turns out uh, the stock is here. <laughs> the geocache, our geocaching. The geocache. This is a rando nodding uh, location <laughs> now, where you can just find stocks. What I love about this is that we, the audience, know that Bigley has already heard this idea and rejected mm. it. But guess That's what? Dramatic irony, baby. <laughs> but guess what? Finch says, and there's a twist, and we all love a twist. Uh, the clues are going to be given by a hot lady. And Bigley's like, revolutionary, incredible icon star. Legend, yeah, put genius. tits on the TV. <laughs> I can TV. think That's of like... someone off the bat. Who? Oh, yeah. Hedy Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. The worldwide wicked treasure girl. Yeah. An incredible role. Which, wait, I... Well, this was the 50s. This was like before, like tits on tv was like a thing yeah i don't know if this got translated to the film but i read somewhere that uh obviously there was the original choreographer lambert lamp thank you (laughs) you're welcome not colin lambert but (laughs) hugh Hugh lambert (laughs) uh and then bob fossey obviously (laughs) and what i read was at least in the broadway production what they kept of Hugh Lambert's choreography <laughs> got pushed into the Treasure Girl choreography. Oh That's all his choreography got pushed into oh that. Obviously, Bob Fosse took over everything <laughs> oh, else. Of course. If you know Bob Fosse and you've seen any of it, <laughs> it's all fucking weird little shuffle kicks and head bobs, <laughs> which I'm in love with. Very accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Or like the blob. Just uh-huh. the- but yeah. if you went the Treasure Girl choreography looked a bit different, well, that is Hugh Lambert. <laughs> and that's Lambert, baby. That's all Lambert. And that's why nobody cares about the Treasure Girl. <laughs> a little campy, little. Yeah. Much. I love that. But it's for TV <laughs> Treasure Girl. Yeah, which needs to be a little campy. Right. Um, during the first television show, it all goes to shit. Hetty is asked to swear on a Bible that she doesn't know the location of the prizes and she panics and then tells the locations of all the prizes. (laughs) And I guess they're all, well, they're all in different company offices, but for the purposes of this, they're all in one office, I guess. Which I don't intrinsically know the value of sharing it with the public when it's all in the actual offices. So office workers are tearing apart their own desks, (laughs) thinking that that is somehow accessible to the public. Yeah. We're never revealed where it was. (laughs) Was it under the statue of uh, 
a wicket. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's no way to know. But what we do know is that all the employees were tearing apart file desks <laughs> and things going. They snuck this in, mm-hmm. even though it's public knowledge and it's supposed <laughs> to be publicly accessible. It's here. I'm in going our to go through my personal desk <laughs> that I know a stranger on the street couldn't sort through. <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> Just in case Mass they put this stock of shares in my <laughs> file cabinet that is not accessible to anyone <laughs> other than me. Only I have the key. You would think it would be, the lobbies would be torn up. No. Right. Too stupid. Uh, but not the offices. No. <laughs> if, it, if it's publicly accessible, that's just a problem as a modern day person. <laughs> I had as a playwright a myself, <laughs> as a trying to adapt this rich work into a modern context. That was one uh, trying to do a post-apocalyptic how to succeed in business. Yes, really now that is a how to succeed I would like to see. Should it be future dark ages? <laughs> Battered of hell methodology. Yes, mutants. There's it, this show has everything. And uh, mutants, if you're some dumb folks who are just looking to get murdered, <laughs> it's it's a very hard line because you can't if it's a public worldwide wicked search, <laughs> they can't come in the office. It wouldn't be in the office, would it? It'd be in the lobbies. But and then where do you dumb. hide that in a lobby? But in under the, 50s, the security guards. Butt. In, I was just going to say in the 50s and 60s, did <laughs> they the even twins. have like security guards where you couldn't get into a building? If I mean, they you definitely belong in there. Oh, yeah. Would have had like front desk Denying the floor sure. is timeless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gatekeeping is but forever. You got your Gatekeeping water feature. You got your statue. Sure, sure, sure. Where the, where's it? It's, it's on the top of the head of the statue. 5,000 shares, but in pennies. I guess you could thumb. tell the security guard to never get off his seat, and yeah. then there's a yeah, it's under a his paper butt. that says you're a billionaire. Under you got his big ass. money. Well, remember this is the '60s, and so it was really just like never look at it. You're you have five hundred thousand dollars, and they were like, "I'm set for life." Exactly. <laughs> Didn't even have to be billions. What I mean is, it could only conceivably be in the lobbies. Yeah. What I'm trying and to say the is, security guards hole. would notice and then would be rich, which I can support. Yeah. But it's far from a worldwide wicked <laughs> search, <laughs> for sure. I I will I will side on the uh, side of JB Bigley and say this is a dumb idea. Yeah, it's a it's pretty dumb. I, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I will go across the aisle from Finch and go <laughs> no, bad. Bad one. Uh, the book Finch flips the page, classic, gets to the part where it says mm-hmm. how to handle a disaster. And the book says, we suggest that your best bet if you are the cause of the disaster is to review the first chapter of this book, how to apply for a job. Hilarious bit. Love yeah. that. Good bit. Classic bit. Um, <laughs> the executives are all standing around doing nothing as executives are wont to do, uh, waiting wait, for Finch wait, to resign. Wait. Are you saying that? executives and the heads of companies don't do any work and they profit off of other people's labor i'm just spitballing here I, i've ne- famously never been in a company and wouldn't have the faintest idea of how companies Meryl, work. do you understand what you're saying to the people of this country right now that is 
revolutionary <laughs> thinking. Thank right you. Now. I am a revolutionary. <laughs> what what I will say is in the popular film, just to represent the underdog here, <laughs> uh, Finch goes to the roof to reread uh his book. Uh-huh. And Rosemary finds him and goes, everyone's looking for you. And he goes, I just have to figure out how to deal with this crisis. She goes, what do you mean? He goes, I have to figure out how to blame someone else for this. (laughs) And Rosemary goes, I could never be with someone who will not take responsibility for their own things. And that's... uh, She sounds like a square. When he uh, stops following the book's train line, mm-hmm. and he goes, Interesting. "Whatever, Throws I was I was a roof. window washer. Now I'm a vice president. If I get fired today, I've lost real time a week and a half of my life." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly meteoric rise in this company is a gamble Very I would quickly. take myself, but it, it's 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 viewed as a real heroic sacrifice. <laughs> like I will, I that will, he doesn't get someone else fired for his shit. I will right. sacrifice a week and a half of my life for <laughs> to eventually become the CEO of some company. Oh yeah. no, lead chairperson. Oh, of course. Not. Yeah, I mean, I you you lead, you leave, and you have like an incredible title on your resume. You're going to be recruited for sure. Oh, absolutely. Headhunted, in fact. but he's he's willing to eschew that to uh seek rosemary's love boring is in love doesn't matter only cold hard cash does love doesn't make you a good person (laughs) and then the beautiful part which i'm sure you're getting to i will leave no keep keep going i can't you uh, can't my voice is too sultry (laughs) (laughs) is this heart of gold are we at heart of gold at this point because this is the bathroom song Oh, no, <laughs> we were at the bathroom song, which uh, oh. I've also already done a little snippet of the rendition. So what is Heart of Gold? Why don't I have that on mine? It's I think it's must be a revival thing. Me, mm, no, because it it's was in, in the, the original. Original, a oh, love from not a heart of gold. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. I see it. I see it. It's not. That's yeah, it's also not the movie. cut. 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 Oh, oh, oh. That's um, Hetty and Bigley. Got it. Love from a heart of gold. Yeah. Is um when she's like, I'm gonna move to California and Bigley's like, Don't don't <laughs> and then and she goes, from Okay. Heart. Bathroom song for sure. Yeah. yeah also easily a, a romance we don't give a shit about. It's very similar to Heart of Gold by Who the fuck sings that horrible song? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Mitchell type it in. Instead of telling us with his mouth. Uh, it's just adding more work for you, Mitch. You have to cut this out. <laughs> Oh, Neil Young. Anyway, like I said, without interruption. (laughs) Neil Young, Heart of Gold. I've been searching for a heart of gold. Like a preteen going through puberty, Neil Young sings about Heart of Gold. Okay, fair enough. Um, so everyone's wait. <laughs> are you saying there was no point to me bringing this up? I don't remember what because I won't was. accept I that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I forgot what the point was. <laughs> um, Finch is gonna gonna sign his letter of resignation, um, and then he's like, "I'll just go back to being a window washer." And Wally Womper, who is a 
chairman of the board is like, I was a window washer. No kidding. <laughs> I was a window washer. <sighs> and then at least in the movie, mm-hmm. there's that classic shot of the the <laughs> the gap tooth smile. <laughs> and then he slowly hands back the resignation and pen to the other person. Mm-hmm. And everyone realizes in the room, oh, fuck, he's done it again. Yeah, he's weaseled out of another one. Um, And then Womper is like, we're going to clean this house from two to B. And uh, Finch is like, wait, no, save the folks that work here. Even though business is bad and wicked. Uh, these people are nice to me and I love them. <laughs> and Womper's like, I respect that, but fuck Frump. And then, then he fires Frump. And we love That's that. That's correct. We love that. Oh, Which the, is the, the most movie. unrealistic part of the movie. <laughs> that the nephew, that the nephew uh, who was hired strictly because of nepotism got <laughs> fired. Wait, but in the movie, Frump is not fired. Oh, oh a twist. A twist. I guess because it doesn't really matter if no. he gets fired or not. He jo- I think the, the point of the brotherhood of men man <laughs> which is problematic in every aspect mm. and we love it which is uh this person's incompetent this person wastes money in space this person hurts our company mm-hmm. but we're all a brotherhood <laughs> and so even the person the nepotic mm-hmm. hire is like he's part of it he's part of this he's part of the dirty that makes sense dirty mm-hmm. Dirty mm-hmm. little it's like cesspool Congress. that we yeah. hire. You know, <laughs> you know how the country is run. <laughs> it's 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 very much against anything we actually believe. Which is no, don't don't overlook that. <laughs> Again, unless you're in Congress, in which case <laughs> it's fine. Which, and then it's okay. I guess because it, as we all know, once you're in Congress, nothing matters, and the law doesn't apply to you. <laughs> Satirically, you could make Congress and the Senate do. Brotherhood of Men, for sure, and it would fit astoundingly. (laughs) It would a real overlap. Um, Bigley stays the president. Womper decides to retire and travel the world with his new wife, Hedy Larue. Twist. And wait, Womper and not Bigley? Yeah, yeah. She she stops. She's like, "Fuck you, Bigley." Off screen. There's a line where they're talking about like. Oh, like the treasure girl who picked that cherry-headed uh, idiot to <laughs> things. And they're like, oh, you'd have to talk to her. And he goes, I intend to. <laughs> and that's the only hint off. that you get that the chairperson is going to fall in love with Hedy LaRue. That's insane. I mean, Especially... the chairperson is a higher ranking than the president. Okay, but so. also <laughs> the president asked her not to go to California. That means something. <laughs> That's a lo- unrequited love story. Mm-hmm. It's sad, actually. It's the great tragedy. And of the I would show. say it's it empowering, is. honestly. <laughs> Hetty is on. When you think, think about it, the president of the company is the real victim here. <laughs> there are there are two stories going on. There's J. Pierpont Finch on his meteoric rise, uh-huh. and there's Hetty Larue on her meteoric <laughs> rise. Yeah. And honestly, who ends up on top? It's Hedy LaRue. Hedy LaRue, Yeah, because honestly. she pegs the... She, the, <laughs> we she pegged her way to the top. We think Finch is the hero. Hedy LaRue tricks the everyone. She's all along. She is. 
she's getting things done. And that's feminism. That's why we march. <laughs> and that's why I don't have any qualms about suggesting this as a topic. It's it's honestly not sexist at all. It's it's a feminist piece and people misidentify it. Because Hetty LaRue is the real hero. <laughs> Rosemary's a red herring. Yeah, fuck Rosemary, honestly. Yeah. Finch becomes chairman of the board, and Rosemary inadvertently inspires him to aspire for the presidency of the United States, which was fantastical in the 60s, but now. Not so much normal. nowadays. And literally anyone can do it. Um, At the time, it was a funny bit. <laughs> At the time, it was a good joke. And uh, it was a callback as well. <laughs> which we love because she was like you blah 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 i love you and he went say that again and she went i love you and he went no before that <laughs> and then at the end the same thing happens we love it's like you could be president i love you say that again <laughs> i love you no before, Before that. <laughs> and then he's window washing at the White House. Classic bit. Uh, That's a great movie. All right, shit on the rest comedy. of this fucking musical, but I will stand <laughs> till I die. This is the hill I will die on. That's a good bit. The show, it seems, not the movie. The movie ending sounds perfect. The show ends with Frump getting a job washing windows and swearing revenge against Finch. Leaving room for a sequel. A sequel. <laughs> how, I want to see how to the number two the number succeed two. in business yes. without really trying again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Let's write it. We need to. Max, you'll be the we star. We need to create the how to succeed cinematic universe. As the star, am I Bud Frump or or, or Ponty? <laughs> no, you're Ponty for sure. <laughs> we <laughs> are gonna have to make a gap in your front teeth. I. I there is a gap in my front teeth. <laughs> We're going to have to make it bigger. <laughs> Look at me more than just as a uh, uh, podcast guest. <laughs> Look at me as a human being now. I can't. Uh, take the shade of it out from a, before your eyes. I do have a gap in my teeth. I would I never was born in my to this life. role and only this role, which is why I suggested it. And it's why I am so passionate about it. <laughs> I if someone was like, "What does Max Longstreet look like?" I would never in my life say gap in his front teeth. I don't think that's true. I'm Max. looking for a. I uh, think you have body not dysmorphia. that attractive, <laughs> short Tooth little dysmorphia. goblin. Tooth dysmorphia. Who uh, is actively not good at acting, but <laughs> to the point where it's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and mm. I think if I had a Tinder bio, that would be what it was. <laughs> that whole thing. Damn, damn, dithering, coal burning, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And we would all swipe whatever way right. is good. <laughs> whatever way Connor says. Connor said right, so uh, is that good or bad? anyone listening, <laughs> if you come across my Tinder profile. <laughs> swipe right. Right. Um, all right. So that is how to succeed in business without really trying anything. Oh, 
I got a review from Ben Brantley here. I can't believe oh. we didn't kick off this show. I, we didn't even talk about it. Ben oh my Brantley god! Did review ben it. Brantley dead. is dead. The wicked old witch is dead. Which the old witch? witch there the ever wicked was. witch. He's ben dead. Brantley, uh, fuck off. I think he retired specifically because he listened to our podcast and he knows that I want to fight. We're him. the cause of this. Yeah, we are the cause of his retirement. Uh, rest in hell, Ben Brantley. Yeah, rest in piss. <laughs> <laughs> Too scared uh, to fight Connor, Ben Brantley. Inc- that is here. That is fact. That is fact. That's on the record. Put me on a list. <laughs> uh, so I'll Ben fight Brantley. his corpse. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> ben Brantley, you're a dick. Along with Ronald Reagan, Ben Brantley's <laughs> grave will be a public restaurant. <laughs> um, ben Brantley in 2011 did not care for the yeah, show. Yeah, of course he didn't because he and- hates anything fun. <laughs> said that you don't particularly want Daniel Radcliffe's character in the show to succeed and that really is a problem um he didn't like it so what a surprise Ben Brantley didn't like something wow Ben Brantley didn't Everybody like something drink. groundbreaking <laughs> I would say if anything he is equipped to talk about is a privileged white person yeah. and I think I would agree with this assessment <laughs> yes personally. in this case he's speaking to experience he's speaking from what he knows <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they say. Write what you know. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Do not like the guy, yeah, but fuck him. Uh, yeah, no. I I think when speaking from a privileged white person's stance, <laughs> he has a point. Uh, you how how would you want a Daniel Radcliffe to succeed? Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. He has succeeded. You don't. Yeah, you don't. That's why you don't cast handsome people. That's why you have to role. cast Max Longstreet. Exactly. You cast a little rat, <laughs> and you want them to succeed because they're a little dirty little rat. Stuart Little in How to Succeed in Business. The Jonas Brothers is what I would watch. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, I would argue that if you picked like a less famous, like maybe Kevin Jonas, I could see as the star, but not Nick. Or even the fourth Jonas brother. Yeah, the musically musically incompetent one. Or Matthew Broderick before he committed manslaughter. (laughs) You know, (laughs) someone who you could get behind before you You know who they are. You want an underdog. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want someone who has hit someone else with their car, no. which tragically is weirdly a lot of people. <laughs> the yeah. the numbers are high. On the that's number of famous people who have m- killed people with their own cars is yeah. higher than you that's think. That's why I'll stand behind Matthew Broderick during this run, because I think it was pre-murdering people with his car. Amazing. And so we had no reason to hate him at yeah. the time. Mm. Yeah. So I'm viewing it for the time. Nowadays, Matthew Broderick. Fuck him. Go to jail. <laughs> go, go directly to jail. To jail. Do not pass it. go. Do not pass go. Go to jail. Go to jail. <laughs> but uh, uh, you were a little uh, weaselly looking fuck. Yeah, he is weaselly. He, he, I, he, I think if we're like casting for looks, I think he works. But yeah, is Daniel Radcliffe weaselly? No. no. He's a good, solid, sturdy is, boy. Joe Jonas or whichever Jonas you Nick. said. They were Sorry. Nick, the one who's married weaselly? to the hot lady. They were I will say they're greasy Italian looking motherfuckers. <laughs> but are they weaselly? No. No, not at all. No. They were I think they were trying to get the gay audience in with uh the casting of Nick Jonas, which simply did not work. It was a ploy. It was. <laughs> so uh Because they'll put Nick Jonas on literally any type of gay media just to get the gay audience and uh so who gay is... people fall for it every single goddamn time. <laughs> it's who... a gay gotcha porn. It's so gay who gotcha is porn. my hero here? Uh, Ben Brantley or Daniel Radcliffe? Is that what you're asking me? 
Did you say Ben Brantley? Ben (laughs) Brantley is not the hero. He is not my hero. (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe is not my hero, but I would say Robert Morse, who later reprised, uh, not reprised, that's not the word, he was in Mad Men. (laughs) Who later appeared in a different show. About The only two things that he succeeded in were... Was that as a bit? Like, a ha-ha, a reference to business? I'm sure it was, but he was in multiple episodes. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a one-off in the background situation. No, he uh, was an eccentric head of a company. Incredible. I should watch Mad Men, I guess. Mm. But, no, you shouldn't. It's a a dumb (laughs) piece of shit show. But uh, what I will say from all of this is, I think what I loved about it was, you're taught not to ham it up. Mm Mm-hmm. To be overly expressive with gestures, Mm -hmm. not to go over the top. And Robert Morris broke all the rules. He was like that person that's not an actor that you cast that's not an actor (laughs) that blows everyone away. He's the football guy who came in. He's the Zac Efron. He is the Zac Efron. Yeah, the five foot (laughs) six football star that you cast. Yeah. For some reason. He was goofy. He was silly. He was willing to ham it up. And traditionally, that's something I hate. Mm. I hate in theater. But his was my... uh, The exception exception that proves the the rule. (laughs) He, uh, He hammed it up. He acted like a clown. And... Everyone was so clownish around him. It was such a satire. Sure. Oh, yeah. He looks like a little little smarmy little bitch. Yeah, that being a just a ridiculous character surrounded by semi-less ridiculous characters, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just accepted it. It was a world that they created that he could be as silly as he wanted. Yeah. And it would never be too far. I think that's what I appreciate about Robert Morse and the original production and film of this show. That feels like a yeah, sorry to be like genuine on this it. podcast. No, no we I love I we love, love it when people are genuine. Um, Mitch just dropped me saying, "Max, man, and share this one for us." Right before he starts talking, yeah. <laughs> Connor, man, and share this for us. I enjoyed it. Um, I. I wish I had watched the movie. Yeah. Um, and I had thought about it, but then I got tired. Um, <laughs> you guys never watched the movie uh-uh. at all? No. No. No, just listened to the OVC. I, I know that you guys are forward, onward, never look back. No. Oh, yeah, that's never. us. But ah, the movie is. No, I'm definitely going to watch yeah, the movie. The movie is a spectacle. Yeah. I and I love nothing but a spectacle. <laughs> so that's like I like I I love the whole scheming aspect of it. I love the satire. 100%. I think it's really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you do love satire. I so. do love satire. Famously, a satire writer. <laughs> um, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. This was actually like the first time I've ever uh, interacted with. Uh, how to succeed because I hadn't known anything about it other than Brotherhood of Man mm-hmm. um, because I watched the 2011 which Tony I gotta say is, yeah. is the least strong and specifically the Tony performance does nothing for that yeah yeah okay it's it's dead in the water yeah for sure I don't think I watched the Tony performance but I think 
There was like an NBC promotional stunt that used yes. to air where they sang Brotherhood of Man, but it was people from casts of all the different like oh sure com- the Thursday night lineup. Yeah, it was like people I think from I The Office that. and Thirty Rock. I and vaguely recall this. I think someone tweet at me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> also, uh, this is such a side view, and uh, maybe neither of you get this, but uh, in in the movie and in the original production, uh, JB Bigley was played and i think this was important to the time but something that's lost on us he was played by a former pop idol okay so he's like the older company manager Mm. but he's also someone who is like someone that was known by the youths that had aged out of it okay gotcha so uh even him playing the CEO was supposed to be some kind of caricature of that, that he was, as Wikipedia describes at least, <laughs> a pop idol <laughs> a for pop the time Interesting. that had aged out of the pop idol status yeah. and then became the CEO of that. So it's a, a young up-and-comer also interacting with CEO who was Interesting. an aged out pop idol yeah we love that which i thought was like that adds another layer it definitely does but one commentary (laughs) when are you going to like deal with that again because yeah because like now especially in the age of music that we live in now where everything is algorithm based and (laughs) i don't have time to get into my thoughts about the music (laughs) industry today i can't speak on the algorithm Uh, Meryl, man and chair this. I will. I just want to say it was an NBC Super Bowl commercial. Of course it was. um, I was right. And it aired in 2012. Classic. Of course. Uh, I I liked this show a lot. Um, Very classically 60s. I listened. It said it was released in 1990, but... Robert Morse is on the recording, so it must be from the 60s. Yeah, the, Spotify the, just the OBC is from the 60s. Crediting it incorrectly. And the, um, the Matthew Braddock one was 95 or 96. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute. Connor didn't say 1990. Why would there be a cast recording from 1990? <laughs> if you take sense. Morse and Fosse out of any element of this, mm-hmm. it lacks Falls everything. apart quickly. Yeah, completely. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not something with a lot of... Uh, I don't think it's timeless at all. Mm -mm. That's Mm -mm. kind of the problem. You need the Robert Morris. You need the Fosse. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, um, I'm not as offended by sexism if it comes from someone with a a broad Atlantic accent. You know what I mean? (laughs) Someone like who sounds like they're an old timey actor. Someone who sounds like Cary Grant calls me a broad, like I'm flattered. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Um, so it works. (laughs) In the 60s, not so much in the 90s. Got it. I don't want Harry Potter to call me abroad. That's offensive to me as a person. Um, no, I really liked the show. The cast recording is fun. Very old school. Feels very, yeah. like, of the time. Um, the songs are fun. I don't have any that I'm, like, Watch the movie. Why I want to watch, watch the movie. The movie. Yeah. Max, well, watch the we movie. Watch I, I thought I came you. to this podcast <laughs> under-informed. <laughs> Listen. I feel like whenever Excuse I watch me. the movie, all I can do is go, "Oh, the movie is so the funny so in the good. movie." I was just thinking that. I was like, when we watch, when we did Reefer Madness, yeah, we're like, it's the so entire episode was just, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Incredible criticism, <laughs> Max. You do much better with criticism yeah, having watched the movie. Um, but my brain is too stupid to do that. Yeah. 
yeah, I liked it. I would recommend uh, listening and watching it, as Max has said. It's, Absolutely. You, Max, you've sold me on Robert Morse as an actor, and I support his career now. <laughs> We're going to have a 15-minute sum up after they all watch the That's movie. True. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's They'll back all in. agree with me at the Check end. back in. Um, I did want to jump back and say Ben Brantley's not actually dead. <laughs> Sorry. He's just left the he New York just, Times. He's retired from the New York Times and happy retirement or whatever the fuck. But like also we will not miss but, you. Yeah. He's been dead, dead to, to me. me long before he got canceled. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's I've not been dead, talking about Ben Brantley postmortem for years. <laughs> Correct. So I'm glad everyone's caught up to me. <laughs> the minute I read his Legally Blonde review, it's been dead, dead to me. Dead to me. <laughs> Uh, Max, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> I brought that up as a joke. Um, okay. You can just say, no, that's what I say. You want to plug your Insta handle? <sighs> Are you on Twitter tweeting good thoughts? Tweeting out? good jokes. I'm on nothing. Max nothing. is on TikTok famously. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Uh, but do go follow any Max Longstreets you find on TikTok. Right. Just in case. Um, I'm here. <laughs> I encourage you to ambush me in person. Um, no social media plugs here. <laughs> um, You're a better person. God, I that. wish that were me. <laughs> Imagine being so free. Uh, Connor, anything to plug? Um, no. <laughs> As usual. Sure, you got the plug section. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, as usual, you can find me across all platforms at CRELIA12. I am on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You can find me there. I am a content creator. <laughs> we love that. I hate it. <laughs> you can follow this podcast at Bits Over B-Way on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are also creating... Uh, podcasts at Patreon, Bits Over Broadway. You can follow us there. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Music, or Apple yeah. Podcasts. Um, and whenever Amazon launches their podcast service, which is apparently a thing that's happening, we're, we'll also be available there. I think that is it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>